Welcome to this episode of Voicing, a podcast from the Digital Media and Innovation Lab in Ellis Library. I'm your host, Nav Kanal. I'm the head of e-learning technologies at the University of Missouri Libraries. And I'm your co-host, Mia Marchiori. I'm a journalism student at the University of Missouri, and I work in the Digital Media Lab of Ellis Library. Today's episode is a podcast about podcasting. Uh, we're going to talk about the basics of podcasting, some technologies that uh, people can use, technologies we use, the processes of recording, hosting, and sharing your podcast, editing the show, all that, and some ideas beyond the basics. Yeah, and in, in this episode, it's a little different that we're not talking to a guest. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we're hoping to get out of this one is helping students who might be interested in podcasting to take that first plunge, like we did. Yeah. Um, we didn't go in as experts. We are not <laughs> experts. No, <laughs> we're <yeah>. still <laughs> learning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, at least I'm not. Mia, you've you've actually taken a podcasting class. No, true. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but, um, no, that was an interesting class. I definitely am not an expert in podcasting now. Um, but it's been a very interesting and fun experience, um, especially getting to know, like, the guests that we've interviewed. Mm -hmm. Like, getting to know them has been a lot, a lot of fun. And it was a lot of just experimenting and actually hands-on being able to use a podcast, which was really cool because I, at that time, was in J1200, which is the journalism class for audio and visual um and so we were learning about podcasts so it was cool being able to like learn about the material and then apply it at work um which is what we were doing yeah and and, so. and i think the experimenting part too was because we didn't go at it thinking okay we're going to do a podcast let's get the equipment it was mm -hmm. we have recording equipment how can we use it for podcasting and some of the like our sound the mixer soundboard it's not ideally suited for podcasting but we've experimented with it and found ways we, we can use it for my podcast trailer for my class um i just used my laptop microphone and then went in and used effects like there's the podcast voice effect that you can put on in audition um so it's just cool being able to use like an actual mic and the setup in yeah, um, and especially with a soundboard, you can tweak uh, levels of uh, volume, pitch, uh, frequencies. We can set that a little mm. bit to the individual uh, speaker and the individual mic. So that's always helpful. We don't do live podcasting or live broadcasting, so there are some effects we don't need to use. But they're there if somebody is interested <laughs> and we haven't tried that. And I think in some of – so we've been doing experiments in each episode, basically. Um, we started out with interviewing. Uh, then we did some kind of reading of poetry with three yes. people. Then the next, the, our third episode uh, with Lydia, we had four people in here. Yeah. Um, Gabby and you uh -huh. and myself, we were four. So we were, <laughs> we were yeah. trying to figure out how to, um, someday I'd want to try out probably uh, having a remote guest. Um, oh, that would be cool. As, as a way like to, on Zoom or yeah, something. I still have audio. to explore that one. But yeah, uh, so the, our setup is fairly simple, but mm -hmm. we have a dedicated room for recording audio 
if we were doing a solo podcast, we have a sound booth that we can use that kind of makes it cooler. It's, <laughs> you go in there and it's kind of silent. Yeah. And I guess, too, the question when we first started was always, like, okay, then you record it, and then what? Like, what happens after that? We use a hosting website called Buzzsprout. Um, now, I don't know if you want to talk more about that and the hosting like, websites. Yeah, I think there are some free options out there, but uh, you have limited hosting, mm-hmm. so short time time periods. Then you have to pay. And at this point, we're we're using it because we don't want to, for our needs, we don't want to have sponsors and we don't want to make money. We don't want to monetize the podcast mm-hmm. in any way. Uh, not that we have, <laughs> we have a huge listener base, but as we start, you know, we just want to be able to experiment and see what we can do. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, once you have it in a hosting site, then the idea is, uh, so some hosting sites that we've uh, considered, uh, Buzzsprout, Blueberry, I guess. Blue, yeah. Blue, blueberry. It looks blueberry. like Blueberry. <laughs> yeah. um, Podbean seems to be up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody had mentioned Anchor. Um, there, I think Anchor didn't have a cost when we looked at it, but their revenue stream for the company is based on advertising. So I don't know how they'd feel if you said, I don't want to monetize. Yeah. My, I, don't, I don't know if you'd, you'd be able to do that. I don't know that. To do it, yeah. Uh, and then from there, uh, you can submit it to directories. So like Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and uh, Stitcher and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, and so like the hosting website distributes um, your podcast across where people can actually listen to it. Yeah. Um, It's also cool on Buzzsprout. um, I always love seeing like the analytics of things and like Mm. the statistics, like the stats. And so on the website, like the hosting website, I know for Buzzsprout, you can see how many downloads you get and like based on the days and, like, percentages, and you can really look into that, which is really helpful for, like, marketing, you know, if you get later into that. But, you know, obviously if your podcast becomes bigger, and you know, to get it out there, but the like, analytics behind it is really cool. Yeah, and and for, for beginners and start as you're starting out, those analytics are pretty sufficient. You know, yeah. you see how many downloads and clicks yeah. you have. Uh, it doesn't give you a whole lot more. Well, I guess what kind of devices people are using mm-hmm. and which apps they're listening on. Yeah. Uh, but I guess if you're more advanced and you're and this is just something you're monetizing, you probably will be at some point looking at deeper analytics. I don't exactly. know exactly like what audience are you reaching? Like yeah, yeah, um, like those yeah. questions. And but. for some, let's see, uh, what else were we going to talk about? Editing. Oh yeah, editing. I guess we use uh, Adobe Edition, mm-hmm. but there are uh, things like Audacity, GarageBand. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could just do it on any voice app on your phone too so yeah. nowadays phones are fairly versatile and advanced enough that you can do mm-hmm. audio editing um, but like you said on, on a laptop for many people that's enough uh, now some things I guess you'll want to consider though is uh, the quality of sound in the mm-hmm. space that you're in uh, but when you do have a space like like a recording lab, a recording room takes care of a lot of that. Yeah, it definitely does. I, for one of my, it was actually a video project, but it was still audio, you know, dealt with it. And 
I didn't use like any microphone or anything like that. And it's crazy how much a microphone does help and just make it sound so much cleaner and clearer. Yeah, I guess for editing, um, we use Adobe Audition. Um, and I do know that the, the bookstore, if you can't get it on your laptop and you want to download it, they usually have a deal. Um, and it's like $40 for all of Creative Cloud. But if not, you can always come into the Digital Media Lab and you can work on our computers. Yeah, and if, if you do have audio recorded somewhere, however you've managed to record it, and you're in a do-it computer lab, so the de- Department of IT's computer lab, most compu- of the computers have the whole Adobe suite. But again, like you have you have other free options too. I still find a lot of people use Audacity because it's it's free, it's yeah. out there, you can, you can use it. Now, some of the bells and whistles that... Edition has that we find useful, like you said, you know, podcast voice, mm-hmm. and there's even a template for podcasting. So you set that up. It'll say in this track, put in your music in this track, mic one, mic two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sets some of the volume levels, some of the the voice effects that would sound good in a podcast, right? Yeah, and um, two with Audition, you can. Like with music, for instance, you can fade in music um, and have it downloaded. I think that's a big question for a lot of people is what Mm -hmm. music to use and where do you get music? Yeah, and if you honestly look up um, copyright-free music, yeah, certain artists will have certain different requirements. Some of them you can just use, no mention, nothing. It's just free for who, you know, anyone on the Internet. Others will say... You know, just mention in your description that you're, you know, a link to it or whoever the artist is. Um, and then, too, I mean, if you know someone who has a song or, like, music, you can just ask the band or ask whoever's singing it. And Yeah, that, that'd be cool uh, yeah. if, you, if you know somebody who can make you <laughs> yeah. good music. Exactly. In our instance, so Gabby was in the previous um, episode. They actually did the artwork for the podcast. So that's another thing to consider is, hey, if you're mm-hmm. putting it somewhere, can you make your podcast recognizable and unique? Yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah. It looks so good. And it's fun to see see yeah. your podcast <laughs> pop up with all that. Yeah. And of course, as you're publishing your podcast wherever you do, also do think about the metadata that you need to put in. Uh, some sites will require metadata, so you can't just upload it without. Others may not, but you might want to put in metadata to say who the, the, who the people are, who the artists are, who, who gets all the credits. Um, the date things were recorded, um, also copyright information so that people don't just download your stuff and use it. Another question is editing or raw? Um, and I think that's a question to kind of ask like what your podcast is about and like the tone of it, right? Um, so there's plenty of podcasts out there that I listen to that are very just like interview based and they're very minimal editing, you know, maybe an intro, outro, no editing in between. Um, and so, yeah, so some people, you know, you can record and if you want to leave it however long it is and not even touch it, you can, you can do that. But. Yeah. And a lot of the uh, hosting sites have that option to record your intro, outro. So you're, you're doing your introduction, mm-hmm. you have your 
goodbyes and all that, and you upload them ahead of time and then apply them to every podcast you upload. And at that point, you can just start recording your podcast and put that up. I think we're still playing around with that. We're still, mm -hmm. we probably still need to do that. Yeah. Uh, we haven't. Uh, but I still, I think we're still trying to get to a good point in our intro outro, so we we tweak it a little bit here and there mm -hmm. yet. But I, like, if you're doing a podcast every week or two every week, <laughs> yeah. you are not gonna have time to edit your podcast, yeah, right? Like that. Yeah, um, and yeah, and I guess with content editing, I think that's the hardest part with editing because you have to, you want to keep it in a time. Limit. I mean, depending again on what your podcast is, like we want to keep it in a time limit where people will have time to listen to it, um, you know, and so it doesn't drag on too. So having like a time limit does help a lot with keeping it interesting and you know the listener intrigued. But what's definitely the hardest part because you have to listen to the whole recording. Mm. I feel like first, and then you have to go back and like see which parts were maybe dragged on or um, maybe irrelevant or some of them, you know, are really good, but you're like, oh, we need to get it to yeah. 20 minutes, so you just have to cut it. Yeah, and we might um, end up doing a bit of that to this podcast because yeah. the difference from our other podcast is we don't have a guest this time. Yes. And I'm, I'm finding it actually challenging <laughs> yeah, just the two no, of for us sure. uh, doing a recording. Um so we might do some more content editing. Yeah. The other thing I, would, I also wanted to mention is something to consider before you start recording is get your audio sounding the way you want it. You don't want, you don't want to do that post-production, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so test your mic, test your audio, test the distances. Uh, I, I remember the first episode we did. With we did, Brooklyn? With Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, we had three people, so we didn't have different tracks on our particular setup. Yeah. When we did mic testing, I went real close to the mic, and <laughs> it sounded very loud. Yes. So we no, I remember down, that. <laughs> put it down, and during the conversation, I kind of leaned back and relaxed, <laughs> and then you can, you know, you can't hear me too well. Yeah. And so, <laughs> me, you did a bunch of uh, editing. Editing afterwards, no, I do remember. That one took multiple days for sure to yeah. edit but I mean it was a good podcast at the end <laughs> yeah and, but, and so, yeah. yeah and I, I guess we could have like asked Brooklyn to come back but she did such a good job and you exactly. did such a good job I, we, I didn't want to have to say hey I messed up can you yeah. come back but then Mia yeah. helped with all the yeah. cleaning up <laughs> and it, that is one thing with like interviewing people and podcasts it has to be um, like the difference with podcasts and writing it has to be you know raw natural it's what you said you know what i mean it's yeah. very it's live you yeah. know obviously yes you can edit later but it's harder to edit a voice than mm -hmm. it is to just oh edit some words on a paper you know yeah um so yeah so and we could have asked her back but it probably would have been more rehearsed you know yeah. and probably not as good so are your questions scripted or not? Especially as beginners, we were more scripted, right? Yeah. And we, we thought, okay, we, these are the things we need to ask. But easily in every episode, we diverge from our plan and we kind of go with the flow based mm -hmm. on what conversations are going, going taking place. And Mia, you jump in and ask the questions. Here's <laughs> what I wanted to know. And, yeah. and, and that kind of makes it interesting too that we're not just following a script. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like, 
um, it's always nice to have, you know, questions on a paper in case, you know, you need something to refer to because that way, you know, it's not awkward silence or anything. Um, but, or two, then you know you're asking questions that um, will keep the conversation going and you're hitting all the points. But I think it's always best to also just, yeah, diverge, like go off on your own and just ask, follow your own curiosity as you go in the podcast. So it's kind of half and half with scripted and not. Yeah, and I find I find that too. It's easy to do with a guest when yes. they're talking about stuff. You don't know where it's going. You're yeah. interested. You have questions, yeah. and that makes it fun. That makes it more yeah. uh, na- um, not natural, but uh, well, natural, but uh, more conversational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the other qu- the other question I listed. To co-host or not to co-host? <laughs> That's, <laughs> that is the the question. Question. That's the question. In, in our podcast, you bring in your perspectives. I bring in mine. I'm not trying to make a point. You're not trying to make a point. We're, right. We're trying to talk to students. Yeah, talk about just students. ask questions. If our listeners are thinking about podcasts, that's another consideration they'll have to make. What's the relationship going to be between the co-hosts if you have co-hosts or mm-hmm. do you just want to talk about what you want to talk about? And uh, talking without having to coordinate on one hand, mm-hmm. maybe not stepping on each I wouldn't say stepping on toes, but at the same time, it's more fun. Take like turns. Two people, yeah. yeah different ideas too just kind of depends i feel like on your personality and i think in my case i, I find i rely on mia to come up with a cool on the moment type <laughs> questions you know, and then you bring in all your perspective as a student but also mm-hmm. about students and uh, you know where you come from ends up being yeah. interesting uh, because students can relate to that yeah. as, a, as opposed <laughs> to if I was just talking about the libraries. Um, so I guess talking about hosts and co-hosts, what do you think, Mia, <laughs> putting on the spot, is the, uh, is the role of a, of a good host, of a good co-host? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I would definitely say, a co- I mean, a couple aspects, but um, the main one being being able to, we usually have a guest, and so someone that we're interviewing, and making sure the guest feels comfortable and, um, like, you're able to keep that conversation going and alive and asking, um, the good, like, good questions to have them have a good response and keep the podcast interesting for listeners. So I think the main role is honestly making sure that, like, the podcast is just continuing to move with your guests because it takes the pressure off the guest because, mm-hmm. obviously, when you're coming into a space that's not yours, you know, and you're... I mean, it's like being a guest in someone's house, I feel like, right? You're not, like, yeah. going to just sit on the couch and, you know, pop open some popcorn and watch a, you know, watch a movie. You're going to feel more uncomfortable. And so I feel like it's the same thing. You want to make sure that your guest feels as comfortable as possible to answer their questions. Like what you're saying with uh, make it, making the guest feel comfortable leads to more natural conversation that way. Mm-hmm. They're they're not just answering questions and yeah. stopping. In all of our podcasts so far, it's always felt like, hey, I wish we had more time to talk. 
yeah. um, wish we could go on having yeah. having a chat kind of stuff, and that that's a good feeling. And I yeah. hope that's what you know the Continues hosts are able to accomplish. Yeah, with, yeah. with the guests making them feel like, hey, I'd like to stay here some more and talk, <laughs> um, as opposed to, all right, am I done answering the questions? Right. Can I leave? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like instead of it being like a. Um, What's the, an interrogation? Yeah, <laughs> it's more yeah. of a, yeah, just like a conversation. With that, like, what have we learned through making this podcast? <laughs> well, on on the technical side, we've learned a lot about podcast recording, editing, mm-hmm. uh, all the g- natural things we'd expect to learn. Like, we've done some hands-on learning. Really, we've mm-hmm. we jumped yeah. in, dived in, and said, "Let's do it," and that's how we got it done. Um, and the, on, along the way, we figured out the little quirks here and there, um, sound checks, things like that. Sometimes we've often gotten to spaces where we think, well, we don't know what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so we have to rethink and say, oh, we need to bring it back to what our theme is. Our yeah. theme, in our case, it's about students and students, student voices on one hand. On the other hand, it is about showcasing the digital media lab in the mm-hmm. in Ellis Library. So when we bring that in together, then we come up with ideas. Um, ideas are hard. Yeah. No, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think you have to figure out your niche, un- unless your mm-hmm. niche is like just anybody and everybody and the whole white world Um, like there are some you know successful podcasters they're there as personalities themselves so it's so but that's at a different level exactly Um, on on the level that especially as beginners it's more who's your audience Mm -hmm. who are you trying to talk to and talk with yeah that that's that's important to know mia do you have any other tips or tricks that you've picked up along the way yes i would say always in the back of your mind like when you're talking to people just thinking about like oh this could be like an episode or yeah. like yeah. you know like this could be yeah. a podcast episode not saying that it's like oh like our constant like you're thinking about your podcast all mm. the time not that just you know in your daily life you know you're talking to people and you're you know, finding new things out and, you know, even like analyzing your own life and like what's going on. That's honestly how we find a lot of our episodes. For instance, our very first episode, um, let's see, it was in October, right? I was, I'm a freshman. Um, and I was like, where to go? Like, where do I go in Columbia? And then I was like, okay, well, we need to like interview a student. And so I was like, well, we could interview Brooklyn, and she knows a ton of coffee places. Mm. And, you know, that could tie in, like, why would, you know, listeners want to learn about Brooklyn? You know, like, they don't know her. Um, but what would make them want to tune into the episode would be, what's the best coffee shop in Colombia, yeah. or yeah. based on her opinion. Mm-hmm. And so and then it kind of, like, from there, you just spiral out and like add on to that idea to relate to your podcast to make it an actual episode. So I think it does just start with a small scene, idea, you know, from your own life that you're wondering and questioning, and then you can yeah. find an episode. So, so kind of we end up putting on that podcast hat or yeah. podcaster hat, I guess, um, and see things through that lens as, as you're going through life. Yeah, I think the interesting thing f- that's come out from this is just being able to talk to students and mm-hmm. trying to trying to understand and have fun with 
talking to students as opposed to, I guess, here's a service, we'll provide you a service kind yeah. of thing. And this kind of is in line with that too here. We've created a digital media lab. How can students use it? Um, how can they benefit from it in their personal lives and class and academic work? So that that being the premise, being able to then talk to students and figure out a little bit about them has been an interesting adventure. And I think that's what I've gotten out of this. No, this has been super fun. And if you ever have any questions about Audition or if you want to use the recording room, audio booth, want to start a podcast, I guess my advice is just do it. <laughs> just start it. Um, and you can book an appointment online and for the Digital Media Lab if you want to use our equipment. Thank you for listening to Voice In. I'm Nav Kanal. And I'm Mia Marquiori. And this is Voice In. Until next time.